0: Now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, The David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, The David Bowers. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the
1: musical show known as the David Bowers Awards, and thank you the legendary John Bon Jovial for bringing us on and getting us started here. we got a great show for you again today, or at least we think it is. We hope you do too. We want to thank our house band, Kitty Bingo, for our theme music that they have been providing for us all these years. Be sure to check them out online at kittybingo.com, and also we want to shout out to our friends at Rochester Free Radio, our flagship radio station in Rochester, New York, and uh, check them out for some great music, some great indie music, all kinds. As a matter of fact, you'll catch uh, you'll catch Steve Litvak's rock and roll rumble show right after our show on Rochester Free Radio, and then Armin spins for some really unusual music, and then of course in the evening it's our old friend Jeff Moulton's ABC Saturday Night Oldies. And uh, you catch them all on rochesterfreeradio.com if you're online. Check them out. Thank you so much. We also want to mention that our friends at Anchor FM have made it possible for you to be a part of the David Bowers Awards and our support of Indie Artists and Music. If you'd like to contribute to the support of Indie Artists and Music as well as the show, simply listen on Anchor FM. And at the end of the show, click on the contribute link at the end of the Anchor FM broadcast and contribute whatever you can. It's that simple. It'll make you a part of the show and also part of supporting indie artists and music. Thank you very much for that. John Bon
0: Jovial, how's everything in the Bon Jovial land this week? Well, we're enjoying a uh, Florida winter, which, of course, as you may or may not know, does not involve temperatures of 10 degrees or less. Usually involves temperatures of... At night, fifty degrees or higher, or uh, sixty five degrees or you know warmer than that in the uh, the daytime hours uh, today, and as we are recording this show, uh, we had our coldest day of the season, and it was really pretty cool, you know, no pun intended. Uh, forty <laughs> degrees this morning. that's the coldest temperature we've had here in Southwest Florida in about nine months. And the high temperature today was only about 64. So that's very unusual for this time of year because normally we'd be in the 50s at night up into the low to mid-70s during the day. It's kind of like being in San Diego, only you're in the east.
1: I got you. So there you go. Well, listen, I'm glad that you're pleased with your weather. Uh, because especially because I know it's not going to last. But anyway, enjoy <laughs> it while you can. Holy. And that brings us to our first song, which is "Catch Me If You Can." Her name is Janetta Bradley, and uh, well, I'll let you listen and judge for yourself. Janetta Bradley, in a tune about female empowerment. She was lead singer with Wings of Grace back in 1982 and toured with uh, several groups, including the Staples Singers, which uh, she admits influenced her heavily. And if you've ever heard the Staples Singers, you'll know that by listening to Janetta's tune there, and uh, you can hear the influence. She sang and helped the Kansas City Melody Airs land their first recording contract, She's performed at the Apollo Theater in New York City, among many other places, of course. She was introduced to Raycom Records by Shirley Caesar and recorded her first album, Moving in the Right Direction, with her own group, Jeanetta Bradley and the Bradley Singers. And the single from that project was a national hit. This is one of several new singles released, uh, released rather, by Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment and Arthur Poetry Payne. He promises even more to come in the near future. Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment is an indie multi-genre entertainment recording company
0: focused on spreading a positive, uplifting message. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? Well, just like you said, I really thought that I was listening to a young Mavis Staples. I mean, that was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and... Uh, You know, I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, it's 1974 again, and of course that uh, early 70s uh, era before the curse of disco brought on some incredible – what would you brand it? Uh, R&B, soul music? I mean, you know, you've got – you had the staple singers, you had the spinners, uh, you know, of that genre, and – Yeah, and I'll tell you what, this just brought me way back, and it was a real pleasure to listen to. You know, pop soul with a touch of gospel, I guess, if you had to label it, and uh, it's definitely
1: crossover. It could, several different types of radio formats where you have to categorize everything, but uh, yeah, I like it. You definitely can catch the Staple Singers influence there. Who knows? Maybe
0: we can have Jeanette come on and
1: be on the show
0: with us. I would love that. I hope you can pull a rabbit out of your hat and get her on the show because I think that'd be wonderful. Well, we'll go to work on it. Meanwhile, we got to go to work on our
1: own show. And here to talk with us today is the young lady who's the daughter of the founder of Dreamin' Out Loud Entertainment, Arena. Come on in and say hello.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: So glad to have you here with us today. I talked with your father, and uh, he gave me a, a brief outline of the of the organization and uh, mentioned the groups and artists that you have. We're going to try to have a few of them come on and join us in the future, but we're so happy you could come here and talk with us today because you can not only tell us about the music, you can tell us about the organization and the parts you play in it. When did you form Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment?
2: Dreaming Out Loud was formed in 2009 uh, just as a family company. He, um, he started it. He's been goodness in the industry or trying to break in the industry since before I got here, so it's been a long time. And So he formed this company in 2009, and we kind of um, um, started with a flagship artist and did a single with her, and it kind of just blossomed from there. And then, uh, I don't know, a few years into it, we took a little break, and so now we're relaunching
1: I know you are a performing artist in your own right, and you've got some new music coming out in the next few months. What have you got
2: coming? It's a song, actually, that I did when I was goodness in my 20s, and uh, so he's putting that out. It's called Think It's Time, and it's just a relationship kind of song. I think it's time because it's been a while.
1: <laughs> I will I will be, we will be looking forward to it tremendously to hear that and uh, uh hopefully we get a copy we can play on here maybe you'll come back and talk to us about that. Tell us about the artists Let's that see. you have on your roster now.
2: Janetta Bradley. She is a friend of the families. we've known her forever and she was a she's a well-known gospel artist in uh, the Kansas City area. Which is where we're from uh, We Well, had, I know we just uh, listened uh, to
1: that one tune by her mm-hmm. And uh, John mm-hmm. and I were remarking that there's a, a definite influence from the Staples singers in her music Yes, yeah, absolutely I understand she yeah. toured with them
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and her. Um,
1: well,
0: and and to me, she sounded like a very young Mavis Staples, and uh, you know, I and and I mean, I can listen to Mavis Staples all day long.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: as that song as that song started and she starts singing, it was only within like within a few seconds. It's like, okay,
2: okay, mm-hmm. this He's is kind good. Of I like this. Yeah. Oh yeah, big yeah.
0: time, big time. Tell us about the
1: other artists you have there.
2: Uh, there was a singing group called For Real, and I believe you'll be playing their song a little bit later or sometime in the future. Um, yeah, right after we were, talk with uh, you. Okay, perfect. This is a group of guys that my dad was working with, uh, goodness, some years back, probably 20, 20 or so years back, and they did a video, and um, it played on YouTube for a while, and, and he's relaunching their um, song Always that was Probably one of my favorite songs that they did. We have my daughter; she'll be um, performing a couple songs also on the on the label. Um, I'm trying to think of the song. She just recorded it back around Christmas time, and the name escapes me, of course. But that's another one. (laughs) I
3: can't help you because your dad didn't give me
1: all (laughs) the details. I have that problem too. As a matter of we fact, we get caught every now and then we'll get caught here on the show and John will mention somebody and you say, what was that song? And, of course, the moment you ask somebody that, their brain goes it's blank. True. They can't remember it.
2: Yeah, yep. That's, that's that's okay. That's all right. We'll be back up to talk again so we can figure all that stuff out there. But we have another artist. Her name is Kristen Rader, and um, she was our second artist that we signed in 2014. So yeah, we look forward to working with her some more. Not too long ago, released a Christmas song, mm-hmm. and that was performed by Amanda.
1: So you've got a uh, you've got a nice little nucleus that you're starting with. Are you looking for or accepting any uh, any new artist in addition? or Are you willing to run with what you've got for the moment?
2: Oh, we're absolutely looking for anybody that's that's interested in you know. Doing the work and trying to get out there. This is, I mean, it's an indie label, and um, yeah, we're just just trying to help people kind of get the vision out there.
1: Well we we almost try to let our guests uh, sell themselves and tell the folks how they can get in touch with them and everything. So this would be a good point for us to stop for a moment and let you mention how an artist would get in touch with you. Should he he or she send uh, you know a resume, some tracks? How would you prefer? How do you guys like to hear from new artists?
2: Uh, my dad usually is on the computer all hours of the night. So. And what's that email? It is Arthur Payne, P A Y N E four seventy at hotmail dot com.
1: Arthur Payne four seventy at hotmail. Okay. What would you like in that initial email? Just a just an introduction to who they are and what they do.
2: That would be great. An introduction. If you have something. Uh, that you can send along and he can listen to uh, pictures or videos. That would be great. Yeah, just anything to show us who you are and what you're um, capable of and, and what what you're looking to get out of this arrangement.
1: Sounds good to you me. Know, as far
0: as arrangement – oh, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. No, I was just going was to flip it to you, so go for it. <laughs> okay, well, consider yourself uh, flipped off. The, uh, excuse me, flipped over to me. Uh,
1: yeah, I knew that was coming.
0: Yeah, well, you know. Uh, when you look for talent, arena, when somebody approaches you or if you're out scouting around, what are the requirements that you have in signing an artist to your what agency do you look for, for when promotion? What you for you Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What are you looking for?
2: We're looking for talent and we're looking for passion. I think you have to kind of be passionate about what you're doing, especially in this industry, because you can really lose, lose your way quickly you know, if you're not getting anywhere with it. So you kind of got to be passionate to keep going and pushing through until you get to where you're needing to be. So talent and passion, I think, is what we're looking for.
0: How do you feel if somebody, you know, that obviously has talent and is really Mm -hmm. good and you think could do Mm -hmm. a good job not only for themselves, but to further your interests and causes, what is your reaction if you ask them, you know, what's most important to you, the passion of the music or the money that it may generate, and and if they say money first, how do you feel about that?
2: Well, honestly, sometimes money is people's passion, so it just depends if they're willing to work for it. I guess you'd have to kind of take the person on and see their work ethic when it comes to that. If they're willing to work for the money, then they're working for you know, it kind of, that's the kind of the, their passion for it. Whatever that, you know, whatever that is, that's their passion for it. But if that's what's going to get them to the next level, then I feel like mm-hmm. as long as you're want, willing to work for it, then you know we can we can try out and
0: see. That's a good answer. I, I don't know yes, what I was expecting, uh <laughs> you know, from you on that, but that's that's mm-hmm. actually a really good answer. So I suppose that. That money and passion can have equal weight.
2: True, very true.
0: Very yeah, true.
1: there's nothing wrong with having a goal, whether it's money or whatever it is, as long as you have the desire to make it work, and at least an open mind. If you don't already know where you're headed, an open mind to learn how to get to where you're going. And I, I should mention to you, Arena that one of the things that are is a core principle of our show is the advancement of Indie Emerging Artists, Creatives, whatever you prefer to call them, where we try mm-hmm. to help in any way that we can in advising mm-hmm. these artists how to get to where they're going. And one of our one of our features here is a recurring feature we call Rockstar One O One, where you learn how to be a rock star and what it takes to get there. And we have had a myriad of experts from the business, from record Mm -hmm. company owners, A&R men, producers, directors, and other artists. We've had a bunch of people on at various times discussing whatever their personal angle is. If it's a record producer, okay, what's it take to get signed by a record label? If it's a, Mm -hmm. uh, a producer, what do you look for as we just, as John just asked you, what do you look for mm-hmm. in a new artist when you're out scouting? So that's
0: something that's very important to us.
2: Awesome. Very good. I think you know, that's very important that have to have, always, have that out there. Yeah, we we'll no, try. Absolutely. I mean, it's
0: something, that we, it's something that we've always gone for. And, you know, we've had people on that that weren't really the best talents in the world, but they had the passion. And so we gave them mm-hmm. their due. We've also mm-hmm. had people on that it seemed to us that all they were interested in was making a buck in the hell with the passion. And so mm-hmm. uh, one of our guests has been, you Furt, know, who
1: is uh, that's what he does is he grooms mm-hmm. artists and tries to help them into their, you know, the next step of their career ladder. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that so the guy's said. a huge talent. Yeah, it's one thing that he has said repeatedly, and John had pointedly asked him that question, and he said that he wasn't too much, he wasn't that much worried about necessarily how they sounded. They might not sound like the greatest artists in the world, but first thing is if they believed in themselves, and secondly, mm-hmm. if they found an audience. And if you find mm-hmm. your audience and it works for you, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks you sound like.
2: Mm-hmm, very true.
1: Oh yeah, John. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead there.
0: That's okay. I just, you know, that's always been our philosophy here. You know, we'll give anybody their due that really, really wants to get ahead. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, money and passion are are two separate things, but can be two equal things. But I think weight wise we've always kind of leaned maybe a little bit more toward the passion because if you have the passion and the will and the desire if you're really that good the money will follow and that's exactly. just sort of the way we've always looked at it for nine years we've been doing this program now and and uh, mm-hmm. it, it it seems to be a philosophy that has uh that, that has paid off mm-hmm. well yeah it's not it's not
1: so bad if you know if money is a part of your goal but as uh, Joe Bonsall of the Oak Ridge Boys said, if you're in it only for the money, you're in the wrong business. You ain't going to make it. And that is so yeah. true. You look at the artists. The artists that have lasted are the ones that are in it for more than the money. They love what mm-hmm. they do, and it shows in their performances, both in listening to their music and seeing them live. That's mm-hmm. that's an important balance there. Now, Arena, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. coming out... With you're coming out with your own music here in a few months, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Is yes. that
1: going to be a single? Or are you going to have a series of singles, an EP, an album, or what?
2: It is going to be a single, and I believe it comes out in about six weeks. Oh,
1: that's soon. Well, I hope we get a copy so we mm-hmm. can share it with our listeners. We'll definitely look forward to, to that and to hearing from you again in the future. Before we mm-hmm. let you well, go. we forward cool to
2: talking to you guys. Yeah, our it's pleasure. Fun.
1: Feel free. Also, want to mention we have a, uh, among our myriad of web pages, we have one on mm-hmm. Facebook, the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page. That is there for all of our guests that they can post their new releases, their play dates, tours, anything that they have related to their music and themselves and their careers that they want to share. No secrets because we're terrible at keeping secrets, but okay. whatever you want, you can post on there. And we will pick it up and share it with the other pages that we feed, to. So feel free to use that. You do not have to send a uh, press release. You don't have to get permission or anything. You can go to that page, post it there. We'll pick it up and share it with the rest of our site.
2: Awesome. Okay, perfect.
1: And now the moment that you have to sell yourself and your organization. Tell the folks how they can find you, your Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment, your artists and listen to you, follow you, get your music and everything.
2: All righty. We are on Facebook, uh, Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment. <clears throat> uh, you can also email to Dreaming Out Loud, all one word, ENT, at Dreaming Out Loud, all one word, ENT.com. And uh, the website is Dreaming Out Loud, com. So it's pretty simple across the board. Dreaming Out Loud with Alpha G. And I, I like A-A-G. it.
1: Keep it simple. <laughs> I, do the yeah. same with, I do the same with mine. My email is david at com so that I can remember what it is. And most of the time it works. <laughs> right. Arena, <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure having you here with us today. And again, I look forward to the Great next time we get to, to talk. Guys. Please do keep in touch because you're part of our family now. And we like to keep track of our family. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Arena. And she is with Dreaming Out Loud Entertainment, or as she so well put it, Dreaming Out Loud ENT. And here is one of their groups, which uh, we've been promising you we'd play. They have the name For Real. They spell it with the Roman numeral IV, <laughs> which I was calling IV Real, but uh, Arena corrected me. They call themselves For Real, and this is Always... <laughs> I hurt myself. I'm like, how did he, how does that guy get up so high for so long? I I can't figure it out. But I will tell you, it was a refreshing sound, wasn't it? John Bon Jovi it kind of brings back memories of the soul music of the uh, what the late '60s into the '70s. I, I was thinking specifically when I was listening to part of it. I flashed on the
0: stylistics. You know, that's funny. I was thinking the same thing. The stylistics uh, really kind of came to mind uh also um a few of the things that the spinners did uh they are kind of reminiscent of that yeah. and you know mm-hmm. and, and that that voice that you know i mean i don't oh, I, I couldn't get up that high no <laughs> that's I, I, incredible uh, i I, mean... I just wonder if he had something cut off i mean that that's you know... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but you good
1: at it whatever <laughs> Whatever he does, he is good at it, and uh, I can't wait to hear more from them. I can't wait to hear more of the artists coming out of that organization, and I, I look forward to hearing from Dreamin' Out Loud Entertainment. Next up right here on the David Bowers Awards is a young man who's been with us several times in the past. He's had a, a crazy year. You think You think the pandemic messed up your year. Wait till you hear about Frank Palangi. We're going to be talking to him right after we listen to Fire of Love. Frank Palangi, he's an indie rocker from upstate New York, and he's here to talk with us today. Hello,
4: Frank, how are you? Hey, guys, how you been?
1: Well, we've been hanging in there and uh, been following your your year, which has been uh, definitely a challenge for you. So glad you could come back to us and share some music, share a new release with us, and also share your story. Now, you had your home burned down, and your studio was in your home, so you've had a uh, you've had a rough year.
4: Yeah, the the house fire was uh, set things back. <laughs> that and I COVID so. and there's nothing like living in a hotel room with almost nothing for you know three or four months, and then we're just trying to find a place to live, an apartment, and yeah, yeah, rebuilding all the gear. And but fans helped out. You know, they they helped out a lot. They we had a GoFundMe and a couple local benefits and. So at least you know I'm, I'm getting there. Getting there. We made a decision. We're actually gonna uh, move back and rebuild the studio and uh, and live there again. So we we're kind of back yeah, and I, forth. But um,
1: I saw that online where you said that and uh, you showed some pictures. Yeah, that had to be uh, traumatic at best. And I can only imagine being stuck in the hotel room and not having your studio. I know you had the uh, the GoFundMe going because we helped promote that for you both. Online and on the air, and hopefully we were uh, we were a little bit of help and stirred up some help for you there.
4: How long do you think definitely, it's going to take you to definitely. get back
1: into uh, full operation?
4: I think uh, I think we'll have everything set by May, definitely by June, but by May is is my uh, my goal here. <laughs> so.
1: What are you using for a studio? Now, I know you got some mu- new music coming out. you got to have a place to record it.
4: Well, that was done before the fire, and I was lucky. I, I finished that whole project literally uh, a couple months before, and I remember three days before the fire, I did a playthrough of the, the Injection, which is going to be the first song off the EP. And then uh, I played Fire Love. <laughs> that released three days before the fire as well. Ouch. And it was it just so weird. They go, Frank, don't take it literally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was thinking that. <laughs>
4: oh, what's a coincidence? And the, you know, the the artwork had the fire in it. It was you know, it was just like, Oh my God And then um some of the other songs on here, like you might hear Panic Today and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that says Jump into the fire <laughs>
1: Did <laughs> <sighs> I make a suggestion to you? Yeah. Don't record earthquake.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No. I do it's, mention uh, the
4: ground is shaken, though, and fire of love, and that—that's kind of the idea. Is that the only thing that can can save us out of the state that we're in is, is love? You know that if we all liked each other more and and I tried to get that. along. You know, because yeah. it's... Uh, Tolerance. Yeah, I, I definitely picture that post-apocalyptic, like, uh, uh, you know, um, what was that movie? Denzel Washington, like, you know what I mean? It's, oh,
1: yeah.
4: You know. I forgot it was called. I'm a movie guy, too, I forgot. But anyway... You, know, you
1: put you put me on the spot, and my head goes blank, too, so... <laughs> but I, I know what you, know, you like mean. know, like the
4: Resident Evil, you know, the, the afterlife stuff, you know? It's like right. I can definitely now, see that.
1: Did you ever find but, out uh, what the... What caused the fire?
4: Yeah, it was lightning.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with that up there. I also lived in Florida, and uh, Central Florida is the lightning capital of the world, so I got to see some of it down there. John Bon Jovio, you're sitting there very patiently waving the flag and (laughs) trying to get my attention. What you got?
0: Well, you asked the question that I was going to ask, and that's really quite all right. But, Frank, hey, first of all, welcome back. It is an absolute pleasure to have you back on the show again. And you know, as the, the lightning thing, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, we live in southwest Florida and we get our unfair share of lightning strikes uh, here. My house that I've lived in for almost 27 years has been hit twice with lightning. And in the same spot, you know, they say lightning never strikes twice well that's a load of bull Uh, it hit in the same corner of the house blew out the same soffit and i can remember the very first time it happened it was in the middle of the night my wife and i are in bed we're sound asleep and you talk about going from being sound dead asleep to bolt upright in an instant you know (laughs) what a yep what a freak show i mean (laughs) yeah get your adrenaline going I'm i'm yeah, I'm glad you're okay and uh and, and that everybody is is you know is all right. Look, the house can be rebuilt, people can't be, so I'm just really glad that you know you and yours are all right. But I I do want to talk about Fire of Love for just a moment because you know, it's a rock and little number as as the as the song says. And uh I, I I love the metal aspect of it. I love the way that you combine genres because, you know, I hear some grunge in there. I hear yeah. almost a thanks a, for hearing that. Frank Zappa, <laughs> oh yeah. And I and I hear a Frank Zappa-esque style of vocals in there. And to me, to combine Zappa with grunge is kind of a hard thing to do, but I think you pulled it off. And I don't know if that's what you were going for, but but, um, but for this dinosaur, it works real well.
4: Yeah, you're close. I I associate it with uh the Aerosmithy bluesy type riff when it comes in the the song when it hits right in, okay. but then it also has like I, a yeah, Nickelback I, I can vibe, hear that. and you're right, right post-grunge, Def yeah. Leppard, Wicked, Metallica. It's combinations. If you listen to the song and you pick a few parts, it's de- there's definitely a lot of different influences in there, but it, but it works as one solid unit. You know, like somebody. Somebody's listening to it and they're like, the music's rocking. They're like, I feel like the vocals are forced a little bit. And I'm like, well, you know, it's 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 harder. It's a harder track, you know.
0: I don't think the. Vo- I'm going to disagree with that. I don't find the vocals to be forced at all on that. I to me, it's uh, it, it it's, it's a very natural accompaniment to the music i mean yeah okay maybe you as far as forced vocals is that you have to exercise your vocal cords a little bit more than you might if you're singing sweet caroline oh yeah but (laughs) it it just it it just blends in Uh, to me it blends in very nicely and it doesn't seem like it's contrived or as an afterthought if you will
4: yeah, I've gotten a few comments like that in the past, and usually once they hear me actually sing it, like in person live, they 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 get it. You know how some people they do sing and they they put a bunch of stuff over their vocals, or it's not entirely real. How you hear me sing is how I actually sing. So it's sometimes maybe that's a, that's the cause a little bit, you know, because there's so no. much of that, um, especially in rock- and metal and hard rock. There's a lot of after post stuff. My stuff is as raw as you can. I mean, I put reverb in the traditional little chorus and all that kind of stuff, but there is no auto-tune. There's no There's no fancy stuff in there.
1: <laughs> well, that's why John Von Daly well, loves our, you, because
4: uh, he don't like auto-tune at all. <laughs> I,
0: I, do yeah. not, I do not like auto-tune. But I was going to say, uh, you know, I'm uh, familiar with what you're doing because our chief engineer, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year, was he was a rocker and he was a rocker extraordinaire nick could uh you know he'd pick up a bass he'd pick up a a 12 string guitar and it was just such a natural extension of him but his vocals would range anywhere from you know a, a real metal sound to uh almost like a phil oaks folk music kind of sound Oh wow. very versatile and, and I, so I think, on, was hearing, he on the show
4: before i think i remember talking to him yeah, once or twice he, yeah, yeah. Nick
0: was on the show, and unfortunately, he got COVID earlier this year, and it, it and it killed him. And you know, I'm still in oh, complete wow. and total disbelief because he was my son's best friend. They knew each other. They're both the same age. They knew each other since they were in first grade, and uh, and and just and traveled together in many different directions. And yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah it it came as a real shock but he was a talented engineer and a superb musician but he he did and was a proponent of what you're doing and uh and and I, I wish he was here today to talk to you about it cuz you guys I so I recall I think in the the conversation you guys got along real well in the interview last time
4: Yeah yeah I remember we clicked with with something we were talking about I remember
1: Yeah Nick was like that if you got if you got into music uh, engineering, any of those things, he, he had a heart into it. He it was part of him and he wasn't afraid to get it. And that's how he got involved with us through uh, John's son. And just to uh, put things in perspective, because time does fly. Actually, John, this was last year. He's been gone almost a year now. Yeah. When he heard about the show, he was interested in it. We got to talking and uh, we offered him to come in and, and, and do the engineering for us. And, uh, he did. He just jumped right in, put his heart and soul into it, did the engineering and the post production, and uh, we definitely miss him, both as a talent, as an engineer and a musician, and also as a close personal friend because he was he was literally one of the family. Yeah. To move on to move on from that. I did want to ask you, Frank. Did you lose a lot of equipment or guitars in the fire?
4: Yeah. the in- The insurance didn't cover anything really they covered like a thousand dollars worth cause they yeah. uh it was it was pretty bad they they pulled a, a fast one um but um some of my guitars were in cases in the, kind of the front part of the house so um the fortunate thing is that because they thought it was covered that the stuff that was left they took it and so it was gone for like two months in this Arrow something dynamic chamber getting all this try to get the smells out and stuff and but unfortunately because it wasn't covered they didn't clean it so it's like you could clean it with air quality but you have all that layer of soot and all that junk imagine that getting into your frets and just I mean I had um a saw my dad had this saw in the back it was brand new right and just the soot stuff from sitting on it from a week. It, it totally just rusted it, like, completely. I oh, wow. think it was 100 years old.
1: No. Wow. That's awful. So, that's that's but, definitely uh, not the finish you want on, on your instruments.
4: No, but not I, the, I have to not, say... Not the
0: kind of patina you're looking for. No. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> every time I play my black acoustic, I have an ovation, and I had just gotten it, too. Um, some of the black on the fret comes off every single time that I, I play it. Hmm. It's not... Too noticeable with the eye, but when I look at my fingers, I go. Eventually, yeah. all that's probably going to wear off, which which is fine. Maybe it'll look cool. You know what I mean? It'll look rough. There
1: you go. <laughs> Before but, uh, we
4: time, you've got another facet of your career
1: that I want to touch base on, and that is you studied at Berkeley, and you are also teaching now. Tell us a little bit about your uh, incorporating teaching into your uh, into your career.
4: Yeah, I've been teaching since 2018, d- dabbling and and more so since COVID, and a little bit before COVID. I was teaching in a store and online, and, and then this year I just decided, um, actually after the fire happened, I go, I have all this time, and unfortunately, what do I have left? I can still teach guitar, but I can't play out. I can't, you know, there's a list that you can't do. And um, I go, but I can still teach. So... I figured if I get my certification, you know, especially in rock guitar that I love, that it would help me um teach more. So it's it's definitely helped my playing a lot. Like there's it's it's changed a little bit. To me it's a little more I don't know, a little more solid, a little more rounded. There's you know, I'm I'm still taking some of the courses, so I I'll be done by this December. So it's, I can just imagine where I'll be by then, you know, playing-wise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, you have been a worker and putting everything into this for as long as I've known you. I discovered you when I was back in upstate New York and found you. Yeah, and this was you like were...
4: 2014, I remember, 13, yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was
1: back there always, and I was impressed with how you not only worked your music and your performances, but also... How you promote it, which is something a lot of artists don't don't really understand that they have to learn how to promote correctly. And you were a go getter; you were always promoting. And building up a following that was doing the promoting for you. You've got your what a what Palangis Angels is what they're called.
4: Yeah, Fan actually made that group, so that's their group. And I've got my own fan club, and I have like a community thing. And you know, I got my. You always get your set of hardcore fans that that I can see on every post and that kind of stuff. And I'm not talking about Facebook. Facebook's kind of dead. They don't show your stuff no. to anybody anymore. But everywhere else. Is I I can see the the core group of people that always show up and and support, and you know a lot of those did the GoFundMe and stuff too. So they they're supporting the online shows. I've been playing online shows instead of in person, and actually doing better with that than playing those cover gigs I used to.
1: (laughs) Don't match success. It's it's funny too, and we've talked to several artists who have had good things come out of what was ostensibly a bad situation. And, uh, you know, COVID was a bad situation. It took a lot of people's money and uh, it took away their livelihood. And I'm really glad every time I hear an artist who says that, you know, fortunately we found this as a result of that. And uh, that just, I think just shows what a determined person you are. Before we let you go now, tell the folks, how they can find you online how they can contact you follow your career get your music of course and uh, catch your live shows
4: uh yeah i play a lot on stageit.com if you go there it's also listed under my website at com. i have all my my gig stuff merch fan club uh, all the songs are on you know iTunes amazon deezer and you can stream it, almost any platform that you like. I think I'm on almost every social media platform, so if you just type in my name, you'll be able to to link up with me, or I just say Yahoo my name. Not Google it, but Yahoo it.
1: <laughs> okay. There you yep. go. <laughs> but- <laughs> well, listen, we are so glad you came back and spent some time with us. We are glad to hear that you're recovering from your uh, trauma and the uh, you know your blaze of glory there, and uh, wish you all Thanks. the very best.
4: I, I forget about it a little bit. You know, it kind of, it kind of. I try to forget what happened in some ways, and I'm like, you know, I, I pretty much would not be here because I was. The way it happened too, I was in the other room, and if it had happened differently, you know, I would not be here, or the smoke could have took me out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. And I hear um, that, and it's uh, it's a got, uh, bad
1: thing, but uh, I'm glad that you succeeded that you came out of it all right and that you're going on with all the determination you had before you're a definite trooper and uh proud to know you do keep in touch with us we'd love to know what's going on <laughs> thanks and follow you online and don't forget we have that uh, that page on facebook is kind of an anchor page i realize facebook doesn't reach the crowds the way it used to But the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page on Facebook is our kind of an anchor where you can go and post all your stuff, your music news, play dates, live shows, whatever you want to share. And we'll pick that up and further promote it on our other website. So keep that in mind. That's there. It's free. You don't need to send press releases or anything. Just post up on there. We'll pick it up and post it around.
4: Sounds good. I'll do that. I I always kind of, I remember I've done it a few times and I'll forget (laughs)
1: because I don't, I I don't
4: share as much to groups and stuff, but I, and I don't want to do it all the time. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm, bugging somebody. <laughs>
1: well, in this case, that's what it's there for. I mean, you know, if you uh, if you sat there and sat there and posted a string all day long, that
4: might be a little much, but hey, <laughs> you got
1: something you want to share, don't I, don't I will post a that.
4: new album coming out Friday then. <laughs>
1: there you go. And we're gonna play some music from it right now.
4: Frank Palangi,
1: thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you with us. It's a pleasure to know you all the very best to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Palangi. here he is with panic
3: thanks guys trigger a reaction live by the faction panic no more panic no more
1: trigger the reaction live by the faction Panic, Frank Palangi, upstate New York indie rocker. He's had a rough year, but he is landed on his feet, and he's fighting back. And I, I do regret, I just spoke with him after we spoke with him on the air when the music started and uh, realized I didn't mention the name of his new album. So if you're out going to be looking for it, it's Frank Palangi 5, the number 5, okay? Frank Palangi 5. If you like Frank's music, you're gonna love this album, trust me. John Bon Jovi, what are your
0: comments? Oh, you know, the guy's a rocker. He's always been a rocker. I love his music. Uh, you know, and the thing is, I am not a big fan of metal or grunge unless it's done right. And I consider him to be a practitioner because I really truly did enjoy it. I could take a steady diet well, not maybe not a steady diet, but I could take a good <laughs> 30, 40 minute diet of, of his music. I cannot listen to Metallica. I can't uh, listen to, I'm drawing a blank. I can't take heavy doses of that, but this is good. This is really good. And and I think that if, if he can capitalize on this and hopefully he can bounce back from this awful fire, uh, then I think he'll go from being an indie rocker to being more of a mainstream known nationally and internationally rocker.
1: I agree. And Frank is a, he's a worker. He works at his craft and uh, he's, he's growing by leaps and bounds. He's made some great strides in upstate New York. He's starting to get out and get noticed around in other areas. And I think he's got no place to go, but uh, we wish him all the very best. We've got no place to go, but home because we're out of time. So we're going to have to get on out of here. Thanks for being with us, folks. John Bon Jovio, take us home.
0: Sounds like a plan to me, David. Thank you, folks, for being with us again for another perfectly good hour here with the David Bowers, John Bon Jovial, and the David Bowers Awards which just happens to be broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM and making a donation. We sure would be grateful if you'd do that. Click the Follow button on the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio or wherever you listen to your music podcasts and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 noon on WRFC FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial, that's Rochester Free Radio and again, that is noon Eastern and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. UTC So until next week, for The David Bowers and Hopalong sarcassity, whoever that guy is, he keeps promising to show up, but he never does. And all of the crew of radio morons here, this is the legendary John Bon Jovial saying, be good to yourselves, get that booster shot if you haven't yet, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.